Hello and welcome back to another episode of ST Talks. I'm Laura Demmer, your host, and in honor of June Dairy Month, we are exploring a great program that connects consumers to dairy farmers, and that is the Adopt-A-Cow program through Discover Dairy. And to tell us about this program, we have Brittany Snyder, the Dairy Education Program Manager of the Dairy Excellence Foundation. So before we dive into this great program, thank you for joining us today, Brittany. Absolutely. I'm really excited to be here with you, Laura, um, and, and talk about a program that has really become a pretty cool opportunity to work with over the last couple of years. So thanks for having me. No problem. So just to kick it off, can you tell us why and how the Adopt-A-Cow program got started? Absolutely. So it's it's a bit of a funny story how it all came to be to start. Uh, our now executive director, her son came home from school 11 years ago and talked to her about this Jaguar that they adopted. And at that moment, inspiration struck Jane at that point. And she said, you know, if my son can adopt this foreign animal, a Jaguar, why can't we adopt a cow? Something that's the dairy industry is just such a vital part to our health and our communities and our economy. So the learning opportunities are truly endless around the dairy industry. So adopting a cow just seemed very fitting, especially to our, specifically in in Pennsylvania, which is where it started, but now nationally and internationally. So the Adopt-A-Cow program was created to develop and bridge that gap between our dairy farming communities and the youth of today. And being able to just tell that story and make that dairy connection real to the students of today. So 11 years later, our program continues to grow and develop and expand, offering all kinds of experiences, both virtually and and on the farm, depending on how they use this program for all age students from preschool to 12th grade and even on to adults and nursing homes as we've uh, really been able to watch this program flourish over the years, which has been a really neat opportunity. That is extremely impressive. And I guess to focus in on the classroom portion of that, what does this program all provide to that classroom? Um, Like what type of checkups do the classroom get or how do they communicate with their, you know, the cow that they're adopting? Yeah. So this part of the program continues to change year after year. And that's just mostly because, um, we get so much interest or, or more interest each year and, and great feedback from teachers. And um, this is probably the most exciting part for me that we just, we're constantly being able to add new pieces. So moving into this year, uh, there's a couple of new things uh, with, with our standards. So the program runs from October to May each academic year. And then throughout the year, students receive a host farm announcement. So they find out who their host farmer is and their farm and where they're located. They get their calf announcement about a week later, letting them know who their calf is. And then throughout the year, they get three in-depth updates about that calf. So these updates include photos and videos of the calf that the farmer would have taken. Um, it's also about the farm and their family. And, um, and we take all that information, put it into presentations for the classroom included with a lesson plan that follows Common Core Standards and Next Generation Science Standards for the classroom. Um, And then we also share other resources and materials that they can use alongside of those lesson plans and activities. So they 
through in these updates, they learn where this calf eats, where they live, um, how the farmer takes care of them, uh, what is their environmental impact on the on their waterways and street and um, land around them, and just in general telling that environmental story. Um, you know, how are cows milked? Just the the whole picture of animal care and what goes on at a farm is eventually touched on in one of those three updates. Um, and then in addition to those updates, they get a printed welcome packet sent to them if they're in the United States as like an official adoption certificate and a printed picture of their calf uh, to kind of kick off the year. They will um, get a recorded farm tour video of the farm. So that'll come along with an environmental activity that'll let them kind of dive deeper into the dairy's impact um, in their local environment. Um, and then we also have a new opportunity coming this year. It's meant to kind of mimic uh, what the Flat Stanley activity is, but we are going to be using our mascot Clover and have this adventure book that Clover is traveling different places across the country. And then we challenge the students to travel with Clover and document their journey with her. So that'll be coming out in March of the program year. Um, and then of course, the best part of the program, at least that's what everyone always tells us is the live chat at the end of the program year. Um, and this part is where students and teachers can use our uh, YouTube or Facebook platforms where we go live with our host farmer and calf and we really just have a meet and greet and let students and teachers meet their calf at at this point they're about seven or eight months old getting to see them fully grown and ask real questions um, and get to really chat with that farmer um, creating just an amazing opportunity to connect and trust and build trust with that farmer and the dairy industry and Thousands of classes can hop on at once for that half hour time and, and get their answers, their questions answered in real time. So from beginning to end, there's all kinds of moving pieces. There's also a kissable cow contest and, and some ear tags and cow kits and things that they can get. But the, the basis of it is really meant to be this virtual experience where they're just following the life of a calf on a farm and seeing what it's like for a calf to be raised on a farm. That's amazing. So how many farms do you have enrolled? And I guess also, do you know how many students participate every year? Yeah, so that's a, it's a good question. Um, the farms that are enrolled going into this coming year will have 34 host farms across the country in the program, um, representing about 30 of those states. We've got a state where we've got multiple farms just because there's a lot of participation in that state. But otherwise, it's about one farm per state. Um, those farms are actually selected by our program partners, uh, which are local checkoff organizations across the country. Um, so we work with those specific farms and then and, and honestly, it's one of my favorite parts of the program. I, I love the impact the program makes, but making those relationships with those farmers um, is probably one of the most rewarding parts for me as a manager of the program. And then the student impact. Last year in our program, we had a little over 1 million students enrolled in the program uh, from representing all 50 states and 55 other countries, um, which was it's always just so unique and inspiring to see so many other countries join the fun. We, we don't even promote it in other countries. It just kind of naturally happens. Uh, we had like over 2,000 classes in Canada last year enroll, which is, you know, make having us consider maybe having a host farm in Canada too to reach that demographic um, and just really a neat opportunity to share the U.S. dairy story 
uh, on a very international platform. Wow, that is, again, so impressive. And I'm like, what an impact that this is making, um, all from just a Jaguar. <laughs> right? Uh, exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah. what do you see, you know, a lot of our listeners are dairy farmers. So what do you see as the benefit for a dairy farmer to participate in the Adopt-A-Cow program? So... I've managed this program now for five years. I'll be going into its sixth year. And I've had the amazing opportunity to work with some of these farms multiple multiple years in a row. Um, specifically, one of them is Jody Cast. She's a, a dairy farmer out in the Midwest region of the United States. And she's been a host farmer for more than three years. This will be her fourth year coming into it. Um, and I remember her telling me specifically, she said, as a dairy farmer, Taking care of calves and seeing them every day is something that she takes for granted. But the students have such an attachment to the calves in this program, and they want, they just want to know that they, the farmer, loves the calf as much as they do. And it was a great eye opener for her to see how little that they know about the industry, but how eager they are to want to learn and understand. And that being a host farmer in this program just allowed her to build that connection she didn't even realize was so important until she heard from hundreds of students and teachers um, just sharing their love for their calf and um, and uh, just understanding that getting something like this program into their schools, showing them where their food comes from, um, it, it puts a face behind the product beyond the shelf. Um, so I, I felt like I couldn't quite answer that question uh, myself since I'm not a farmer, but hearing that from a farmer and their experience um, has just been really cool. And, you know, that's one farmer testimony. I know I work with another farmer in Georgia. Her name is Caitlin. Uh, and they have some agritourism on their farm uh, already, as, you know, outside of being an adopted cow farm and they've been in the program for over four years now too. And they've were able to personally benefit from this because they we can promote their agritourism on a national platform. And they've had people travel from multiple states to come to their farm, come to their pumpkin patch. Um, they held their first 5K this year just because they were able to highlight and their farm on a much different level than they normally could. Um, so on a personal level for them, they were able to grow their business um, just by engaging with classes. Um, so truly, it I think to circle back around the true benefit, it it really allows a farmer an easy opportunity to connect with eager and engaged students and teachers who are there and and want to learn. They are curious. They fall in love with this calf. It is hard to explain <laughs> until you've been in their shoes. And every year it happens by the end of the program year, they, I hear from the farmers, I never expected them to, to love this calf so much. And they really do. Students think the calf is like in the backyard of the teacher and they can just go visit it. Um, so it, it, you know, and I, Jody, I thought Jody said it really well. You, we, we as farmers get kind of stuck and um, not stuck, but just we are so focused on the care of our animals that it's hard to remember that there are people out there that just don't even know the first thing of how to take care of a cow. Um, so when you hear from teachers and students, you remember just how important it is to be a dairy farmer and to tell that story. So it, this provides that opportunity to do that. Definitely. 
Now, you kind of mentioned this before with the checkoff program, mm-hmm. but how do dairy farms like sign up or I guess maybe uh, apply to become part of this program to be a host farm? Yeah. And we're, we are actually asked this a lot um, because there's been so many farms that have had such a great experience in this program. Um, it is it is a lot of commitment, I, w- I will say, and farms that have been in it will, will tell you that. Uh, we try our best to make it as easy and seamless as possible for them. Um, so some farms will take a break for a year and then come back depending on, on life experiences. But um, if a farm is interested in being involved in this program, um, I will recommend or share their contact information with one of our partners of whatever region they're in. So we do work directly with local checkoff organizations across the country. Uh, Most of them actually across the country have partnered with us now to create that local experience for their students and their schools. Um, So I will share that farm information with them. And it's ultimately up to them to decide what farms that they want to select since they are the ones providing a stipend and and support for the farms to be able to be in this program and and to reimburse them for their time. Um, But one of the biggest parts of logistically of picking a farm, it sounds crazy, but they just have to have good network and good Wi-Fi on the farm (laughs) Um, since this experience is very digital, very virtual friendly. Um, that live chat at the end is so crucial. Um, so we do go through a process of making sure that, you know, the farms are checking off certain things. One of them is good network and good Wi-Fi. Um, and just also just telling a very good, innovative, positive story on their farm. Um, you know, we, we want to tell the best dairy story possible out there. So, um, uh, we, of course, welcome all farms to be interested and, and encouraged by it, uh, but there is a bit of a lengthy process of, of being selected and making sure we are providing the best experience um, for, for everyone involved in the program. So it's as simple as reaching out to us. Yes, perfect. And what about the classroom or the teacher? How did they sign up to be a part of this program so that their kids get this opportunity? It is very easy for classrooms to get in, get involved. All they have to do is go to our website. It's discoverdairy.com backslash adopt and simply complete that form. Once they complete the form, the teacher completes the form. Um, they are automatically enrolled for the program for that year that we start in October. So registration is open now. Um, it's open from May 1st to September 15th. Uh, We close registration right away, September 15th, and then we get everything rolling in two weeks and start in the very beginning of October. Um, There's no waiting process or approval process. It's as simple as just signing up. And then year after year, if they want to continue being enrolled in the program, they just have to re-enroll each year um, to confirm their participation. But it is completely free for teachers, and it's as simple as filling out the form, and then they're automatically in. So it's a very simple process for the classes to be involved. And how does the teachers in the classroom use this program to connect their students with the farmer? And I guess, you know, you had said that um, by the time that this program is done, the calves are seven, eight months old. So that's kind of a full school year for these kids. Um, Do they use this program to teach any other lessons in the classroom? Um, How does that work? Yeah, this has probably been one of the coolest parts to see of the program to see what teachers do with each piece. You know, we provide this very basic, uh, basic 
product. We just provide a, an update, a lesson with some suggested activities, and then provide additional activity suggestions or what you can do in the classroom. But nothing is ever required. Um, we really leave it to each teacher for their imagination and what fits for their classroom and level of learning in their of their students, whether it's a preschooler or a 12th grader. So most teachers, um, I would say more than 60% of our classes are that uh, later elementary, early middle school age. And they find that it works best in their science and social studies classes where they talk about dairy nutrition or just nutrition in general and my plate, uh, or they'll bring it into um, their social studies class where they talk about like community and economy impact and just location of where their farm is at and learn about the geography of that farm and, and things like that. So um, I've found that tends to be the most common. Uh, but I say that because we've also had very unique experiences. Like uh, we've actually had a music teacher and an art teacher sign up before. Uh, our music teacher that was enrolled, she specifically wrote a song for her elementary band that they learned the song, they played the song, they record the, recorded the song and then sent it to the calf as like the audience. Um, so they used it very uh, uniquely in their class. And then our art teacher actually, uh, you know, briefly showed the photos and would and would do some of the basic information, but she t used those photos and challenged the students to draw a portrait of their calf and use any medium that they wanted. And then they had an art display of all of their calf portraits. So traditionally, I would say it usually fits in science or math or, or reading is a big one, reading and writing, especially since we encourage them to uh, journal about their calf or write letters to their calf. Um, so the standards are, you know, the typical ones, science, math, English, reading, social studies, those are most typical, but everyone has found a way to make it work. Um, we've had full entire schools adopt one calf, and it's actually led by the school district's cafeteria, and they provide all of the activities and um, updates about the calf in the cafeteria where all the students eat, and um, and then had like a full assembly at the end of the year for the live chat for everyone to join in, and they really tied it in Every time they had an update, they would make sure to have like a local product in their cafeteria or an extra dairy treat for the students or something like that to tie it back to the product they're buying in, in, the, in the cafeteria. So, I mean, the, the ideas and options are endless and it's been really cool to see what, what different things people do and, and how they use it in the classroom. It's been a lot of fun to watch. I bet that just sounds um, like such a cool experience for those students and for the and for the dairy farmer. So mm -hmm. um, speaking of that kind of dynamic between the farmer and the student, how does you had mentioned that they do a live at the end of the year, but mm -hmm. during the updates, how does the communication between the farm and the student happen? Um, and I guess do the students have the opportunity to talk to the farmer directly? So this is very farm and farmer specific. Um, as a whole, this is where the Dairy Excellence Foundation and our team comes in. So we, as a, just as a, to keep everything neutral um, and to not expect too much from the farms because <laughs> their priority is to raise these cows and take care of their farm, we serve as that middle person. Um, so we will gather all that information and then create the content and share it out with the classes. And when they have questions, they'll communicate right with us and we will relay that information to the farmer. If we don't know the answer, 
or we will um, answer the, the teacher directly because we've gotten to know these farms and, and farmers so well, uh, we usually can answer the questions on their behalf. Um, so that's kind of our, our standard, just so that way we're not overwhelming the, the farms and giving them a good experience. However, there are multiple opportunities for classes to directly connect with the farm um, if the farmer is approves it. So we will share their social media accounts or contact information if they're okay with it. We'll share their mailing address. Um, hundreds and thousands of letters are sent every program year to these uh, farms. And I, I have heard from many farmers that that's one of their favorite parts is just getting the fan mail um, and, and having that experience of just constant letters all year long coming on their doorstep um, so they can write letters. And then we actually also have a contact your farmer tool on our website, which provides an opportunity for classes and students to send an e-message to their farmer. Um, it's a just a very simple, you know, pick a template, write a cute little letter to your farmer. And once a week, it a little notification goes to the farmer and lets them know they have some mail if they'd like to check it and, and check their fan mail. So they are given that opportunity. The farmer can respond and answer questions if they want to, um, but it's really just meant for students to say, we love your calf. Thank you so much. Um, so we, we, we leave it up to the farmer. Some farms and families have the time and resources and people to have that constant back and forth communication with the classes and some um, just are able to do photos and videos and update content and both are, are great and fine, but that's what our team is here for to help fill that gap in for the farms that can't um, go that extra step. Um, but regardless, both of those experiences end up going really well um, and, and for farmer and for classes. So we, uh, it's a little bit of a mix on, on how they, on how they get to communicate and um, that connection between the farmer and the class. That's awesome. So maybe you already have heard of other programs, but do you see this program taking off in other livestock sectors, um, you know, that might help connect these students to the supply chain and to where other food sources are coming from? <laughs> so it's it's funny you ask that. Not even a couple weeks ago, I got an email from a teacher who was re-enrolling and they were, they asked us, do you do sheep? <laughs> and I, I just said, no, we're the Dairy Excellence Foundation. We do not do sheep. But it, it posed a good question. I was like, you know, I've never heard of anybody doing another um, sector of ag, but I think there is an incredible opportunity there for us to bridge that gap with other sectors like beef or um, or swine or sheep or horses or whatever it may be. You know, I, I do think there's a really cool opportunity there. Um, and I think the, the biggest thing is there just needs to be a middle person. It's right. a lot to handle 40,000 teachers and over a million <laughs> students. So there needs to be buy-in from the sector as a whole. So whether it's beef excellence, you know, or, or somebody on a larger scale mm -hmm. can kind of help be the director of it. But I think it's a really cool opportunity here to have sheep or goats or something else um, provided to the class, which they're a little bit more mobile too, right. smaller. <laughs> so maybe that would be an even cooler opportunity to, to bring in those animals right to the classroom um, or practice shearing a sheep or something like that. So I, yeah, I think there's really cool opportunity there. 
And just to wrap this up, how do you think the program will continue to bridge this gap between our dairy farmer and our consumers? Yeah. So we as a foundation strive every year to make sure that we are looking at what are the top conversation pieces happening in the dairy industry right now, in addition to what do our teachers need um, on a fundamental level in their classroom, and how can we meet the teachers where they're at while telling the dairy story we need to tell. Um, and I, I strongly believe that our team is really good at analyzing that and finding the best content to provide each year, um, especially since we have the opportunity to work with so many partners across the country and, and get their feedback and thoughts and what they're seeing in their regions and constantly tweak and adjust and meet people where they're at. Um, so I just think because the dairy industry is such a great network of people and we've been honored and privileged to be able to work with so many different people in the industry, um, I I see us forever changing our content and and staying new with what's available out there. You know, we just started our Discover Dairy app um, and moved things to a portal and are very digital friendly now and have an AR experience with our um, mascot Clover. I think as long as we can maintain that constant state of change and be okay with that and provide what our teachers and farmers need, um, I, I think we'll constantly be able to bridge that gap between the farmer and the consumer and tell that story. Because the reality is everyone has to eat. <laughs> every day. And it's never going to be a story that doesn't need to be told. Um, and we are three, four, five generations away now as from people growing up on a farm or being connected to a farm. So it's harder and harder to recall, you know, saying my grandfather had a dairy. Some people can't even say that anymore. So mm -hmm. to tell that story is just so crucial. So they know where their food comes from and can trust the food that they're putting into their body. Um, and of course, get to know a really cool dairy farmer in the process. So um, I don't know. I, I love that we can provide that opportunity. And I just because everyone has to eat, it's always going to be there. And that need is going to be yeah. there. Um, and I, I think the partners across the country that we get to work with will will make it happen between all of our collaborative efforts. Um, we all are here to tell the same story. And that's what makes it really cool. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are doing a phenomenal job of uh, connecting that gap or bridging that gap. And I think that this is such a unique opportunity for both uh, dairy producers as well as students throughout the country. And even, you know, we have a lot of listeners in Europe and in um, Canada as well. So um, just for those listeners that might be interested in joining your program, could you share the contact information again or the website that they can go to to get more information? Absolutely. Um, so reaching us, you can simply go to discoverdairy.com. Uh, all of our contact information is on there. Um, or if you want to sign up for this program, it's discoverdairy.com backslash adopt. Um, our direct email is just simply info, I-N-F-O, at discoverdairy.com. Um, and you'll reach one of our team members, and we're happy to be here and help and, and connect you. Um, at this point, we don't have any international farms, but we have plenty of folks adopting and enjoying the experience um, from a U.S. farm. And I will say, uh, 
We actually have heard from some folks from Europe, specifically Glasgow, um, um, and I'll actually be there in a week. And I'm very excited to hopefully connect with one of those teachers out there and get their experience. So maybe you can potentially follow up uh, with more on how their international experience is, just um, because I'll I'll finally be able to meet a teacher who was in Europe in this program. But we've always heard really great things. And um and would love to have everyone, anyone from across the country or around the world involved in the program and, and learn about U.S. dairy. That's fantastic. Well, thank you, Brittany, for joining us today and for sharing so much with us about the Adopt-A-Cow program. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This was another episode of ST Talks. If you like what you heard, you can find more episodes on our favorite podcast platform by searching ST Talks or ST Genetics. And if you want to learn more about ST Genetics, visit our website at stgen.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And from all of us at ST Genetics, have a great day. 